God's called us to pray together. We need to stand together in prayer for each other, for our church. John Piper says this, We exist to do things that can't be done without God's special supernatural grace. Isn't that true? We exist to do things that can't be done without God's supernatural grace in our lives. Folks, there's things that you're scared about, that you're worried about, that can't be accomplished or can't be fulfilled without God's supernatural grace in your life, right? We exist as a church, right? You've read our mission statement to glorify God through every man, woman, and child hearing or seeing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We exist to see this zip code exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether it be through our church or another church in this circle that we've drawn around these zip codes. We want to partner with other churches, encourage other churches. We want to reach out into this community. God has planted us in this building uh, supernaturally in a place where there's 10,000 people that just residentially live right around us. And our prayer and our mission as a church is that somehow we would be a part of these folks hearing and seeing and being exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ so he can supernaturally change their lives. Folks, we exist to do something that can't be done apart from the supernatural grace of God. How do we do that? We need to pray. Amen? We don't just preach to preach. We preach so that God will supernaturally work in the hearts and the minds of folks and draw them to himself so that he can change them. Amen? We don't just sing to sing. We have worship services and we sing to the Lord so that somehow God will supernaturally do something in our heart that our affections will be drawn to Christ and that we will recognize that we get him and that's all we need. Amen? We don't just do Sunday school to do Sunday school, we do Sunday school so that God will supernaturally do something in the hearts of every child down there as they hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? And as John Piper said, we exist to do things that can't be done without God's special supernatural grace. And we do all of these things so that God will do something. And so we need to get on our face before God. We need to get with God and we need to pray that he'll do what he's called us to do. God's called us to pray. We don't just exist as parents to raise our kids and teach them, but we want God to do something supernatural in their hearts and in their lives so that God draws them to himself and they live lives that glorify him. We need to pray. You know, we don't just exist so our kids, you know, get a good education, play some sports, go to college and maybe get a job so they can make some money and move out of our houses, right? That may be some of our prayer. But we want God to do something supernatural in their lives. We need to pray for our kids. We're not just married, so we have someone to hang out with and someone to do life with and spend time with. We need to pray because God's called us to be married so that our relationships demonstrate God's loving sacrifice for his church and, and, and the church's response to that sacrifice with, with affection and with love. We, we, need to, we need our marriages to demonstrate, as it says in Ephesians 5, the gospel of Jesus Christ, as we mutually submit to each other and live to outserve each other and live to have a life that demonstrates the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need our marriages to look like that. We need our kids to see those marriages. How do those marriages happen? We need to seek God so that he supernaturally does something in our marriage. Amen? We don't just go to work so we can 
make a paycheck so that somehow we can save enough money before we retire to go chase a white ball somewhere. We work so that we can, we can be around folks and, and live a life that's worthy of the gospel. We, we work so that we can demonstrate what it means to serve and what it means to, to live a, a godly life that, that works hard. And that, and that earns the labor that, that we go after. And, and so, that, so that people can see what it means to work in a godly way. We work so that we can accomplish something, whether it be in a business or in, a, in, a, in, in some other venue or vocation. We need God to supernaturally do something in our jobs. We need God to change our perspective. So we don't just think we're at work to get through the day and get a paycheck. But we believe we're in that workplace because God called us to be there. never forget when we first planted Missio Church and I had uh, just passed the bar and was going to get a job at the district attorney's office about 10 years ago. And I remember sitting with Jordan Stinziano, one of the other pastors at Missio, and at the time it was just me, Jordan, and a guy named Jim Murphy that were planning Missio. And the conversation was, Jeremy, are you going to stop being a lawyer and come be a pastor again? And I remember God just speaking to me. Man, God hasn't called me to do that. God hasn't called me to come sit 40 hours a week and set my life aside to shepherd and to uh, vocationally study the word as he's called Mike to do that at this time or called others to do that at this time. But God's called me to be right where I was in the DA's office. And that was, that was something I, I had to let God change my perspective and let me realize that he had called me vocationally to be exactly where I was, around the people that I was around, so that he could do something supernatural. Amen? You feel that way about your vocation? Let's get with God together and begin to play, pray about the folks you work with, about the place where you spend eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. Begin to pray that God would give you a heart Begin to pray that God would give you his perspective. Begin to pray that God would do super, something supernatural. He would extend supernatural grace to the folks that are around you. That he would give you wisdom to hear what he's saying to you as you interact with people so that you can speak a word when it's time. Amen? We are called to live lives worthy of the gospel. Lives worthy of the gospel are lives we spend together, standing side by side, contending for the faith in a way that is fearless. And the way that we live lives that are fearless is we pray and make our supplications known to God. And he will bring about a peace that goes beyond our ability to understand. And as corporately we do this together, he will demonstrate our salvation to those out there. Amen? That's what Philippians says to us today. I'm going to pray in a second. As I do that with you, I recognize that this isn't easy. Sometimes it feels weird, doesn't it? Husbands and wives, if you haven't ever done this, it feels weird. You know, you make the commitment, all right, we're going to pray for the kids, we're going to pray for our family, we're going to pray together as a husband and a wife, and you get into the bedroom you know, kneel down or sit at the dining room table and you look at each other and you're like, this is strange. <laughs> right? How many of you guys have been there? Do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. 
Get through the awkwardness. Pray together. Watch God do something in your marriage that he's never done before. Sit with your kids. Sitting at the breakfast table. Even if it's just saying to your eight-year-old, like, you know, come on, just, just pray something. <laughs> like, dear God, you know, help my bagel to taste good. Whatever it is. Pray with your kids. Establish with them a habit that they won't soon forget when they're 18 and going off to college. At work, pray. Here, let's pray together. In your MCs, pray. Don't just, you know, we were praying before the service and we, Mike, Mike kind of said, you know, let's not just do a quick prayer before the service. Let's spend some time together and let's really pray. Folks, God wants to do something in this place. God's gonna do something in your lives. And if you're here this morning and you have an uncanny irrational type of fear or anxiety going in your life. Let us pray with you. Let's begin to seek God for that. And let's watch his peace and his supernatural grace invade our lives and invade our church and invade this community in a way that only he can do. Amen? Won't you stand with me this morning? I think of a, a version of a song that, that the band's going to do this morning, in a minute. And uh, it's kind of a new version of an old song, It Is Well. How many of you guys know the hymn, It Is Well, With My Soul? And I think of the man who wrote that song, who had just lost his wife, and I believe his daughter, and penned those words in a prayer. And uh, if you're going through something this morning, God's going to give you the ability to look to him and recognize the real truth that he's in control and it can be well with your soul. Amen? Paul goes on to say in this passage that even though he's in prison, he's found a way to be content. He's content in much, and he's content in little. Whether he's in a prison cell and doesn't know if he's going to be killed, or whether he's in a place where he feels as though he has a lot, he has found something in his spirit and in his soul that brings him this incredible word, contentment. This incredible peace that goes beyond his ability to understand. Folks, that comes from God. Amen? And that can be yours this morning. That can be mine this morning. So let's engage him this morning together. Let's not just pray because it's the end of the service. Let's pray together right now. If you need prayer this morning, just cry out to God with me right now as we sing. God, we just pray that you would bring peace. Bring that peace that goes beyond our ability to understand because it comes from you. Because it's supernatural grace that only you give. God, we make our requests made, we make them known to you this morning. We need you. We need you to step in. 
Only you can make our marriages what they, what they need to be. Only you can make our kids what they need to be. Make us the parents we need to be. Only you can bring peace in the midst of, of tragedy or turmoil or difficulty. Only you can do it, God. So we cry out to you because you're a good God. And you ask us to. And you promise a peace that goes beyond our ability to understand. So God, we look to you. Just like Peter as he jumped out of the boat and got consumed by the waves. Jesus said, look at me. And as he looked to Jesus, everything changed. And so this morning, Jesus, our eyes are on you. With thanksgiving, as Philippians 4 says. We're thankful. That's the faith word. God, we say thank you because we know you'll do what you say you're going to do. Draw our eyes to you. Draw our affections to you. Help us to consistently be a praying people. When we're alone and when we're together, standing side by side, contending for the faith. God, we also pray. Do something in this community. We pray as a church that you would draw people to yourself. That folks who desperately need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ would know that you've saved them, know that you've forgiven them, known that you died for them, known that you've made peace between them and God. And the only way to experience it is through you, God. Help us to demonstrate the gospel to this community in a way that folks would respond, that they would come running to you. Be lifted up in this place as you draw people to yourself. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Let's worship together.